Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle, episode 483, features guest host Madeline Ray, recent purchases, popular searches, and an interview with feature dancer extraordinaire Michelle Lynn. Warning, this show is only for adults who like sex. Does your dick hang low? Does it dangle to and fro? Can you tie it in a knot? Can you tie it in a bow? (laughs) Don't worry. Dick will be coming. Welcome to the Covert Nation. Here he is. Dick Jangle. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 483 of Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle. Welcome to the Pervert Nation. I am your host, Dick Dangle, and joining me for this episode is the incredible mushroom maiden, the butterfly, um, let's see, the buxom butterfly uh bow good enough uh okay accepted (laughs) and the fungi femme fatale she is everything you could possibly want in a cam model and content creator and more it is the beautiful madeline ray how are you doing girl i'm here i would hope so i just introduced you I know that'd be really, maybe, but maybe it's maybe it's the other Madeline Ray. Oh, is there another one? I don't know. There probably is. Honestly, they say everyone has a doppelganger. <sighs> but do I really need one? Everyone says I wish I had two of me to get everything done in a day. I don't think I've ever said that because <laughs> it would just be us sitting in the corner going, "Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Oh fuck!" Oh yeah, that <laughs> what do I gotta do? Where's the sticky note? Shit, there's two of us. Don't. Why don't you remember? It would just be an argument the whole time. I never thought of it that way. Yeah, well, welcome to my world. <laughs> yeah, I think most people believe that if you have a clone, it's going to work out beautifully, seamlessly, Mm-mm. things are going to get done, but you are looking nope. at it like the movie uh, Multiplicity, where things go awry. And I have a hard enough time existing on my own. <laughs> Doubling that would be fucking terrible. <laughs> you have a clone that's trying to have sex with everybody in town. Like, hey, we don't do that until Friday. Oh. It's only Tuesday. <laughs> Come on. It says right here in the schedule. That's right. F me Friday. It's not hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, how are things going in Rayland. Uh Rayland is thriving Ooh. and flourishing and as I told you earlier, I feel like I am my very own god. So <laughs> yeah. I do what I want. <laughs> so so it's like Raytopia. It, yes. yes. Okay. So soon to be Raypocalypse if I'm not careful. <laughs> <laughs> so please explain to the listeners why you are playing 
uh, a, a deity. I don't even think I'm playing at this point. I'm no. just like trying not to let it get to my head uh, because I am the deity. Um, yeah. So if you're cool and follow me on Twitter, you know all about my monarch butterfly adventure and how I've specifically planted a garden full of milkweed for them that the butterflies have been laying eggs that the eggs have hatched and they're growing. But now that they're growing big enough, pests are starting to eat them. And I had to go out there and smite all the pests. And what was your smiting <laughs> tool of choice? I can't use poisons or anything crazy. So I took some fly paper and wrapped it around a paint stick and was whapping the, uh, the wasps, yes. whapping wasps right. and the assassin bugs onto it and disposing of them appropriately, permanently. <laughs> And I'm sure this is a tool, though used as smiting, uh, as it is in, in this case, that uh, has been known to be a spanking tool as well. Yeah, I yeah, I'm spanking bugs <laughs> into the afterworld, afterlife, afterlife. <laughs> <laughs> which I hate it. I'm like, oh man, I am tampering with you know the balance and the this and the that. But at the same time, I'm like, the monarchs are fucking endangered, so fuck you. <laughs> it is truly a butterfly effect. It is. It's crazy. <sighs> Blew crazy. your mind. <laughs> mind blown. God here, right in front of you. You're yeah, welcome. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am glad to hear that things in the universe that you rule over uh, is going well. And that you yeah. are doing well. Thank you. Yes, things here are busy as always, and as with always. this show, we uh, are going to talk about some of the recent deliveries to the Dangle Dome, and oh maybe boy. get into a story or two, but we have an interview from Rick's Cabaret with the unbelievable award-winning feature dancer, Michelle Lynn. And we're going to talk about that at the end of the first half. Interview will be the second half of the show. I know everyone's going to enjoy it. The lead into it at the end of the first half is going to be a lot of fun. So, actually, before we get into some of the things that have been delivered to the Dangle Dome, I need to tell you this story. So, stories. On a recent visit to a gentleman's club, I go there. I just kind of wanted to unwind a little bit. I knew a couple of friends were going to be there. And I figured, you know what? I'll go say hello, hang out for a little bit, have a drink or two, go home. As I am sitting there and I'm talking to these people, a dancer comes up, lovely young woman. And she's like, would you be interested in a dance? And I said, you know what? I just got here. Uh, give me a little bit of time, and uh, if you see me sitting here and you're free, feel free to come back. And she okay. looked like, like I can't believe he turned me down. Like it was like a really obvious look mm -hmm. on her face of just like what just happened. You know, it, it was kind of weird. But have a drink or two, hanging out with the friends. I'm like, you know what? Actually, I could use a little closeness in my life. Mm -hmm. So I am going to get a dance. I happen to see her walking mm -hmm. around. I'm like, oh, you know what? Let me walk up 
and I will get a dance from her. So I asked. She's like, yes. And I think she was kind of surprised that yeah. I, I, I seeked her out. I, I sought her out, right? I think that's correct. I think it's sought. I, I sauntered her out. <laughs> I soldered. No. Soldered her. <laughs> <laughs> In a perfect world. Anyway. <laughs> so we go to the area and I'm like, you know what? Give me three songs and we'll kind of see where it goes from there. So because we're like in the middle of a song, you know, we, we talk a little bit before she actually gets started and she does two songs. I said, you know what? Put your, your clothes and stuff back on. And I said, just, just kind of hang out with me. Mm-hmm. Give me a hug. And, and we'll just do that for the last song. Yes. Just pet dangles head and, and <laughs> tell me he's a good boy and everything's going to be all right. Tell me I smell good. That's right. <laughs> I always do when I go to the club. So, so she's, she was like, Okay. And she was like, the look on her face was actually sounds kind of nice, you know? So, because I think it kind of calms everything down. It makes everything, Mm kind of gives you a chance to take a breath. So yeah, yeah. she puts all of her clothes back on and she's like, do you just want me to sit like in your lap facing you? Or do you want me to like kind of sit across your lap? I said, if you're comfortable with it, you just sit straddling me. So you're, we're kind of chest to chest. And she goes, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. And she gives me a hug, and it it was just nice. It was just nice. I I don't know if this is sad or not, you know, (laughs) in in the realm of the world, especially when it comes to this show. I'm I'm sure Pervert Nation is just like, oh, Tangle, how far (laughs) we have fallen. (laughs) In January, you were shooting sex scenes. Now you're paying people for hugs. (laughs) So... Uh, we're sitting there hugging him and I'm just, I'm thinking to myself, I have my eyes closed. I'm like, you know what? This is actually really, really nice. This is what I needed. I'm yeah. taking a couple of nice, deep cleansing breaths. This is nice of her because I know this is someone I can kind of trust with this. If I see mm-hmm. her again, oh fuck, she's on her phone. Literally, she's behind me on her phone. <laughs> <laughs> I was so immediately disappointed. And, and luckily, by the time I realized that the third song was over, she's like, would you like another song? I'm like, no, nah, that's all right. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what else? Oh, you wouldn't even let me be in the moment. Come on. Oh, you got to add that stipulation next time. Be like, no devices, please, ma'am. No, no devices. Uh, watch your hands. Yeah. <laughs> oh man oh, these these phones these nightmare boxes are just the fucking oh throw them in the toilet oh no kid nightmare boxes that's oh, no. yeah I'm that's gonna, what they are they're that, nightmare boxes that's what I call and I'm, I'm just gonna stay away from it uh, <laughs> your ex-girlfriend oh see there you go <laughs> uh, it's an easy <laughs> joke really <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, kind of disappointing. So if there are men listening to this that are like, you know what? Actually going there and just getting a hug actually sounds like a really good idea. Just hang out with them for a little bit. Get what I need for my heart, not my boner. Yeah. Make sure they're not on their phone because <laughs> it takes you out immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're supposed to be paying attention to me, That's not right. the screen. Come on. When was the last time you were in a strip club, Madeline? 
Oh my God. Oh, it's a really good question. It's probably been 10 to 15 years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a shame we don't live closer. I know. We could party all the time. Oh, I would definitely take you to the clubs. Uh, I love that. When you went, was it part of a group? Were you just going with maybe a significant other at the time? Uh, What was your reason for going and did you like it? I went with a group of guys. I honestly, like, I was always the, the girl in the guy group. Oh, okay. Never attached to any of them, but I'm just like, fuck yeah, let's party. <laughs> like, that was that was me. <laughs> and, yeah, I got I got invited to go to the strip club as the, the lone female in the pack of, like, I don't know, I think it was like eight guys. Wow. Yeah. And, of course. Do you realize, I'm going to interrupt you right now. <laughs> Do you realize how many dancers are like, those guys are so running a train on her when they leave? <laughs> and that's amazing because I was just like, no, mm. never even saw their peepees once. <laughs> Good for you. No, um, yeah, but no, the, the dancers took quite a shine to me because they're like, oh, what are you doing? Why are you here? Mm-hmm. Hmm. And yeah, I got a dance from a like fucking stunning. She her moves were just like so choreographed well with the music. I can't remember what song she danced to, but I was just like, oh, like wow. kid in a candy shop. <laughs> and I got a private dance from her, and she was like, "Do you mind if I take my boots off?" I was like, "No, go for it." And so she unzips her big like over the knee PVC boots and steps out of them and shrinks about five inches. Right. <laughs> and so I go from this to this. And <laughs> she had Mickey Mouse socks on. Oh, how adorable. I know. I was like, I fucking love you. I wish I could take you home. I could fit you in my pocket. <laughs> That's the stuff that I love, honestly, because yeah. I was talking to somebody about this. It may have actually been on this show where it's like the shine is kind of worn off. Of of going to clubs a lot mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, I've been doing interviews for so long. I've been going to clubs for forever. So when you have those moments that are more genuine, it mm. makes it a lot more fun. You know, yeah. where it's not as transactional and professional mm. where things can be a little bit more entertaining. Yeah. I, I live for stuff like that. I mean, it left a lasting impression. I was just like, man, if I go to another one and it doesn't like live up to this expectation, it's going to suck. Yeah. yeah. And it has left an impression. This was how long ago? And you remember the boots and the socks. The boots and the socks. I remember the, the way her bangs like covered her forehead and framed her face. Wow. She's just, she's just fucking gorgeous. It sounds like you may have been jilling off a little bit to this at some yeah, point. Probably. Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah. All right. I just want to make sure I'm Look, reading I, the energy. I right. appreciate a beautiful woman, okay? I appreciate beautiful people, and yeah, so that is what it is. I appreciate them, too. That's why you're on this show. Oh, thanks. And you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, dick. <laughs> 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 Oh, my goodness. Now, was that 
the last time or was that the first time you were at a club or just the last time? The last time. So what was your first strip club experience like? I don't know. I was too drunk and I was underage. I don't remember. Oh, yikes. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to have to cut that in post. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I, I was getting into bars at 19, never had to flash an ID, just told everybody I was 23. Wow. And I was 23 for like four years. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. I don't know. It just worked. Like I said, never, never got questioned. Oh, that's incredible. I know. My first, I have to think, before I started going to clubs to see feature dancers and uh, adult performers, I know I went a couple times for, I mean, you could say bachelor parties, but it was more like uh-huh. uh, there's four of us. Let's go get a bite to eat. We'll go to a club for a little bit and then go do something else. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember one of the first times I went, there was a feature dancer, but I do not remember who it was. And there were, there were four or five of us. And she was doing something at the stage where you would go up and pay like a couple extra dollars. And she would, oh, that's right. She would put a like a whipped cream covered cherry with yeah, a yeah. stem on it in her mouth and kind of like dangle it into your mouth and then you you would bite it so i had a couple friends in line a couple friends behind me and i go up and i do it and then i realize i don't have any tipping money and she's like am i not gonna get anything extra for that and i luckily had a friend behind me and he had a couple bucks in his hand i literally take the two dollar take the two or three dollars out of his hand and hand it to her turn around he's like you son of a bitch (laughs) (laughs) but i learned proper etiquette after that i mean sometimes it's trial and error yes it really is yeah yeah that was that that was fun That, that, that was a good time so, dear listeners, I would love to hear about your first strip club experience, whether it was good, whether it was meh, whether it was bad, and why, I kind of need to know. So you can let me know via email, which is dick at com, or you can let me know via DM on Twitter X at the Dick Dangle. Uh-uh, Twitter. Still Twitter? Okay. Still Twitter. Twitter forever. Long live the tweeter. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. It's weird to just say X. Yeah, who's X? Mine? Yours? Elon's? Like, what are we doing here? (laughs) His. You can edit that. Whatever. You know how I feel about that man. (laughs) (laughs) That's where it all started. Uh, I know. You remember? Remember? I remember. You remember? (laughs) I actually got myself verified. On Twitter. Oh, did you? Did you? You know, I've been thinking about it, not because, uh, 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 but I am finally unshadow banned, and I'm like, how much reach can I get? Right. Who? Uh, like, how suppressed is this not having? Like, it's more of a science experiment than anything. But well, I don't know. I can tell you what my numbers did since got notes. I was verified. Uh, typically. The only time I gain a lot of followers is when I start really posting stuff 
from conventions and the people mm-hmm. I'm taking pictures with retweet it. And yeah. if it's, we'll say, quote unquote, the off season, I'll gain a couple a week. It's nothing incredible, okay. but it's enough that I'm yeah. still gaining. In three days, I have gained 60. Not too bad. So, yeah, I think the reach is greater. With okay. And that's what a lot of people have been saying. Yeah. But I'm still like, mm, 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 do I want to? Well, for me, it was something I actually talked about with Dahlia. Mm-hmm. I have used Twitter as Dick Dangle for as long as I've had this show. And mm-hmm. I feel like it's the least I can do <laughs> is pay eight bucks a month to... <laughs> to say thanks for all the free promotion for all those years. Yeah. Yeah. God. Oh, <sighs> no. It's still just, it's still the idea of it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. And I'm like, mm, uh, it's him. If it would have been somebody else, I might not have be so salty about it. But, but he posted himself in a shirt that says, I heart anal. <sighs> <laughs> Again, anybody else could do that, and it would be cool. Okay. I just the the effort is too great. There's so much effort being put into things to be the cool dude, and I'm just like, son, take it down a notch. <laughs> I see it all. Oh, I'm sorry to any of the Musk fans out there. The the Musketeers. Shut up. Why did I not think of that? Just, uh, every once in a while I get a gem. Oh, Do you have any, uh, what would that be considered? Uh, naughty or comical t-shirt that you wear on occasion? Oh, wait, which one? Like, are you asking if I, oh, asking if I have one. Okay, yeah. sorry. I was like, wait, do I have one that you know about that I don't remember? <laughs> Quick, where's my clone? Can she check the closet? <laughs> oh, she's sitting in the corner twirling her hair and going, <laughs> That's right. I, love, um, I love my Dick Dangle shirt. <laughs> it's my favorite. <laughs> you know what? I don't have like a naughty one, but one that I really, really love that I don't wear anymore because it's like, it's getting old. Uh, okay. I'm afraid. Um, I was given it after shooting some bondage stuff in Chicago because the producer was just like, I saw this and it reminded me of you. Okay. Um, but it's a girl with like duct tape over her mouth and looking like kind of surprised. But man, I used to wear that shit everywhere. Ooh. Loved it. Still in the closet, like I said, but I just, I'm afraid I'm going to put it on and it's like just going to poof. Understand. <laughs> You're so old and I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see if you could find a replacement for it? No. Oh, might Might be worth it. I don't know if I could. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like it's here. It's with me now, and one day it might not be. So oh. that's just the way it goes. I'm playing God. Here today, <laughs> God tomorrow. Very true. <laughs> I have so many T-shirts. Either when it comes to like adult brands, or I would say joke shirts. I don't. I don't have too many of those. But, you know, it'll be somebody's brand and it'll say something funny mm-hmm. on it. The only shirt that I really enjoy wearing that is comical in an adult fashion, I bought it. I, wanna, I think it was, uh, it was uh, 2020 Vegas. 
and they had this t-shirt place on the strip and the shirt just said classy as fuck i'm like yeah that's my shirt (laughs) i feel it best 20 bucks i I ever bought you know what also i have one from uh avery horn we were talking and i was like okay yeah she ended up sending me one that's got like one of her pony girls in uh, a bit gag i don't know are you familiar with avery horn's art uh the name is really familiar she does the, a lot of the fetish stuff, so I'll send you a link. But yeah, I got one of her her little pony girls with the bridal bit gag shirts that I haven't I haven't been brave enough to wear out in public yet, just in case you know, living in the south. Oh, uh, that is very I'm like, true. Oh, yeah, you God, you're... somebody somebody's grandma will stroke in front of me at the grocery store. Might make some enemies, but you might make some friends. That's all I'm saying. You know, I keep I keep it low key, man. I don't want people noticing me. Mm. I mean, how can they possibly miss you with your gorgeousness? That's two. I get one more. You can stare at me all you want. So. (laughs) Any hoops? (laughs) So what about these goodies, huh? What'd you get? I'm nosy. I I can see off to the side. Okay. Right there. Besides the two towels behind you. uh, Excuse me. They are not towels for sexual cleanup. They are towels for equipment covering. They are dust covers. Don't make it weird. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> I was just trying to be very specific. You were extremely in specific. what I see, instead of you know the ding dong in the corner, the ding dong by the thing. Uh, what? Yeah, the ding dong by the see exactly. You have no idea, but if I say the thing by the two towels, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, if you could see my ding dong, I've I got to reset this camera positioning. Is all I'm saying. Mm-mm. I got it covered. Don't worry about it. All right, good. So you're very smart. So I'm actually glad you brought up this artist because one of the things that I received in the Dangle Dome mail is the latest offering from the amazing artist who I recently interviewed, Lorenzo Sperlonga. Oh, how cute. How cute. How cool. How awesome. Yeah. We actually talked about this because he was still at the point where he was going through the Kickstarter uh, okay. fundraising for the book and it exceeded his goal by like four times. It was unreal. Awesome. Yeah. It is unreal how popular and how far reaching his art has mm-hmm. become. And, uh, the name of the book is muses. Okay. And he, if you listen to the interview, he talks about some of the people that, he uses as models. So you have people like Claire Sinclair uh, is a big model of his uh, bunny Colby, Emily Marilyn. Uh, oh, Gigi Emily Marilyn. Oh, there you go. And I got uh, to meet her a long time ago. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Oh, very nice. And uh, one of, one of my personal favorites, Angela Summers. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, she will actually be coming to Pittsburgh to feature at Rick's Cabaret uh, very soon. But the one thing I really like about this book is depending on how the model is set up, he will do actual photography and then he'll do a couple very quick sketches to see what works and then he'll make a final product. Yeah, it's really, really cool the way it's laid out. I highly recommend 
going to Lorenzo Art either on Instagram or Twitter and then using his link to find this book or find his other art. Just absolutely amazing. It is a welcome addition to the library for sure. Now, the next two things are really playing to the heart of a young Dick Dangle. And the first one is from Fangear. And if that name is not familiar to anybody, uh, Fangear is a company that puts out model branded material like pictures, calendars, postcards, mugs, keychains, like any kind of branded material like that. And they actually started releasing a magazine called The Influencer, and I enjoy it. There's no nudity in it, and it's very Mm -hmm. promotional-based, but I actually really like it, and they have a lot of cool people in it. But what they also have done is released a card set, and they're on Series 1 and 2. Are they like trading cards, playing cards? There are 13 cards per set, and they are like baseball cards. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So you have people like in uh, Series 1, Nikki Benz and Leah Gotti. All right. And in Series 2, Lauren Phillips. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Kenzie Taylor, of course. And these are non-nude cards. Mm -hmm. So not only are they a cool collectible that you can try and get signed Uh, If you go to conventions like I do, but if not, they're just cool to have kind of a really neat little collector's item. And that actually leads to the second one. These are also like baseball cards. And this is from PeeledDoc.com and it's Peeled the documentary and it's about feature dancing. And I think it's still in the the midst of fundraising i'm not a hundred percent sure but with this card set it is people that are competitive feature dancers so you have people like angela summers natasha nova char zane angel bow mila de luna who i recently interviewed miss parker who i recently interviewed and they're just really really cool cards as well Actually, the person that I interviewed for this show, Michelle Lynn, is in this set as well. And I had her sign the cards. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. So, yeah, they're very cool. So definitely, if you are into that as well, because I, not only am I a fan, because I used to collect baseball cards and hockey cards and stuff when I was young. But mm-hmm. it's such an interesting item for them to see, because typically they don't see the items that they're on. When yeah. it comes to stuff like that. And it's nice to have it, but it's such a a simple thing to have that's really a throwback to the old art studies from the 50s where it was your playing cards that had the naked ladies on the mm-hmm. And there are a lot of places that actually do those sets still. You know, different yeah. companies will do it. But uh, yeah, definitely check it out if you are into the collecting part of the adult industry like I am. It feels like it would be like a little bit of nostalgia, too, because you're like, ooh, what's in here? Ooh, what's in here? And then you keep it in, you know, the little area. You keep them in, whether it's binder, shoebox, under the bed, whatever. And you're like, mm. That's right. <laughs> you know, you get that little bit of nostalgia, that giddiness from it. Oh, it feels good. Sure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So one quick news note that I wanted to bring up for this episode 
is the beautiful Ruby Lynn, good friend oh. of mine and the show and someone that I was able to be intimate on camera with. Has, <laughs> has re- <laughs> Just I'll, had to mention that, didn't I, I had to. I had to. Name drops. <laughs> <laughs> Go to her OnlyFans, folks. You know what? <laughs> she actually released a book on Amazon. Oh, did she really? Yeah, and uh, she was on a number of news sites for this, and I pulled this one from xbiz.com. Ruby Lynn to release Granny Panties memoir on Amazon. Of course, Granny Panties is also a throw to her podcast as well. Mm -hmm. But uh, out of New York, Ruby Lynn will release her memoir, Granny Panties, How I Made a Fortune Selling My Worn Undies. Available now for pre-sale on Amazon with a publication date of September 6th. In this how-to book, Ruby Lynn shares her story of selling her used underwear online as a 50-something-year-old social worker from Portland, detailing how she navigated through online marketplaces, built a loyal customer base, and overcame business challenges. So... I highly recommend it. I'm hoping this goes to print as well. Uh, for right now, it's basically uh, just for Kindle. Mm-hmm. That's what it looked like when I was peeping at it. Yeah. So check it out either way. I think people in the industry or not are going to learn a lot from it. And I actually hope to have her on a future episode to talk about this book. So definitely check that out congratulations to ruby lynn how she found the time to write a book yeah I no shit no idea. <laughs> she is so busy and she managed to post when's your book coming i don't know as soon as my clone gets out of the corner okay <laughs> stops fucking around back there <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's her job not mine <laughs> yeah i'm <sighs> I don't think I could write a book that wouldn't be a memoir that wouldn't be almost unreadable. Like I, it would just be nothing but rants and stories that just go like I, the name of my book would probably be to make a long story short. <laughs> and, yeah. But, it, but, you know, with boobies. It'll just be an illustration. Oh, I'll make a coloring just, book. There you go. You know what? Do it journal style. You know, just do, write it and then do little doodles on the side. It's not a bad idea. That'd be fun. Okay. Maybe. And maybe then you we'll put a blank together. spot on the other page and be like, draw your boobies here. Oh, uh, <laughs> come Could on. Be interactive. Th- there's your book. Yeah. All right. You heard that. That's right. Yeah. Work. <laughs> Madeline, too. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's going to think that I'm a damn crackpot at this point. I'm like, she thinks she's God and she's talking to somebody in the corner. Right. She's talking to herself. What is she on? <laughs> nothing, well, friends. Nothing. High on life. <laughs> I am more than happy to welcome you into the crazy club. And if you need anyone to sign your paperwork and crayon, I'm more than happy to do it. Okay. I. <laughs> I. <laughs> You know what I think you need? A good news story. A good article. Do I get to opinionate you, loudly? Yes, you do. I love this game. <laughs> this is from AEBNTrends.com. All right. 
popular searches by state in May and June of 2023. Are you ready? Uh, I'm afraid after the Irish, whatever they were looking up, and I already forgot. I was too traumatized to remember, but I know it was a good one. <laughs> that's, that's, that sounded kind of questionable. Oh, those Irish. <laughs> I can talk shit because I came from there-ish. That is true. That is <laughs> Three <very> generations ago. <laughs> Any hoomst. From popular straight searches through the U.S., I'm just going to come at you 100% out of the gate with this one. From Montana. Oh, fuck. Come hog. Leave the hogs out of this. <laughs> or is that some sort of... Wait, this is straight though, right? It's straight. It's I don't know. bacon! No, leave the bacon alone. Leave leave the chops alone. The loins. I'm never leave leaving the, the loins alone. Are you kidding me? The hog out of this. <laughs> Maybe they just All watched right. the movie Deliverance. I don't know. I don't know either. Or Babe. It, I was going to say that. Ah! Dirty bird stealer. You got to be faster. Ugh. How about Charlotte's Web? I mean, there's a lot of movies you can choose from. Maybe they need to just go to outside or something okay. i don't know i don't know <laughs> go play god <laughs> go play god leave the kids leave the pigs alone <laughs> you know the southwest united states is rather warm right now yeah i've heard and it is showing in their searches out of arizona taboo heat oh 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 but oh, is it like, let's go outside and have sex and try not to get sunburned? Is it sweaty? I mean, I could almost forgive the taboo part of it. If you want to faucess it up, you go right ahead. But it's the heat thing that I'm really interested in. Is it just heat because it's sexy hot? Or is it heat because it is unbearably, disgustingly hot outside? I don't. I don't know. I mean, if you start seeing like random dryers out in people's lawns that are wide open, you know, maybe that's that's a sign. You might be right. Oh no, stepbrother! <laughs> Too hot to do laundry inside. <laughs> and they still manage to get stuck in it. It's so yeah. weird. It's so weird. Just the damnedest. It is. Well, we go from hot to not so hot. Let's go to Alaska. Okay. okay. All right. The top straight search there, baby maker. Oh, okay. That's, that's like I don't know. That's like I don't. I don't know. I got nothing. Who says baby maker anymore? Yeah, that's that, so like <laughs> early two thousands. Yeah, that, that that was my thought exactly. Was oh. does anyone still? So maybe it's a throwback to people my age. I don't. I don't. I don't know anything about Alaska. Really, it's our forty ninth uh, state. Well, I know there's bear. Right. That is their main export is bear. And things that things that can kill you. Right. That the male to female ratio is low. You are correct. Or female male to female ratio. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Then up, female down. Correct. There. <laughs> Stock I, marketing. Yeah, that's right. I know that they have a show based in crab fishing that comes from Alaska. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Deadliest Catch. Deadly yeah, Ram, right? Exactly. Which is still you a show. Can we stop that is now? It really? It's is still it on. Really? Yeah, they need. Wow. To. I'm pretty sure it was on when I was in high school. It's been on a very long time. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've been in high school. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. Just like, <sighs> so, from our 50th state, which is. You're not geographying me. Wow, you don't even know, do you? Uh-uh. Hawaii. Okay. Okay. You, you, okay. Does, does that check out? <laughs> yeah, it's good enough. I could Google it, but I trust you. Okay, good. Dirty talk. Why not? Yeah. Now, now, are these just searches or are these like video specific searches? I would imagine that is a broad genre instead of a specific search. Yeah, yeah, because I'm like, do you want to watch a video of people talking dirty, or do you want to listen to people talking dirty? It could, you know? Yeah, it could be people like POV-style sex, and the person is facing you talking dirty. Oh, yeah, yeah. Got a lot of options there. A lot of options. You also have a lot of options in Minnesota. Anal road, <laughs> <laughs> anal road trip. Ooh, how do you think they measure that? How do they me- measure that? Measure. That's how the Minnesotians uh, say measure. They measure. Measure? Measure. Don't you know? <laughs> <laughs> and maybe maybe that anal road trip takes you to Nebraska. Glory hole. Uh, it sounds like it's all interconnecting. I, I think it is. And I think, okay. Do you think we could road trip this? Is there like a direct... Route. I think we could think it firms a penis on the map. Oh, that would be fantastic. <laughs> or or it's like little Timmy from Family Circus where it's just like all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really weird reference. Well, maybe you take the anal road trip to the glory hole to end up in Kentucky. Come inside me. I mean, it adds up. It seems par for the course, honestly. I think I'm writing the story, really. Is this is it is that the finale, or is there more? If you're taking the anal road trip, you want to make sure you miss Pennsylvania because there, top straight. Oh search, God! Amateur anal attempts. Not, and let me guess, not seventy-five percent of those those searches are from you. You're close. 82. You, now you got it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I would enjoy attempts. I want successes. That just, yeah, uh, that seems like we're, we're treading into like fail army videos of porn or something like that. <laughs> I can see where you're coming from there. Yeah. Now, let's get into some gay searches. Okay. The one thing I really enjoy about the gay searches, the play on words that that community comes up with is phenomenal. And this is definitely one of them. From Idaho, masturbate. Masturbating with a mask. That is brilliant. Okay. All right. Man, I that's what I that's what I thought it was, but I wasn't sure if there was going to be some sort of twist in there that just, you know. 
Well, if you're putting on the right type, (laughs) if you're putting on the right type of show, there is a twist. From Utah, top gay search, the woods. (laughs) Is that where all the good stuff happens? Yeah, if you decide to take the exit away from anal road trip, sometimes you end up in the woods. Okay. Noted. <laughs> Just steer clear of the woods in Utah after dark, unless you are really, really prepared. Uh, that's right. Top gay search in Minnesota. So I'm waiting on your play on words for this one. Prison sex. Go ahead. Come on. What do you got? Mm-mm. No. Why? Does Minnesota even have prisons? <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe that's why they're searching. It's because there are so oh, few criminals so in Minnesota. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. They're they're wondering what it's like to be in Texas or. <laughs> Keep going. That's all right. <laughs> now, if you remember, the top straight search for Kentucky was "Come Inside Me." Their top gay search. I got to breathe this out a little bit. 1,000 load fuck. That sounds like a video I had to create for the viewer. (laughs) (laughs) That's aggressive. That is, that's time consuming, if you ask me. Yeah, it was, it was great. I had to explain in explicit detail about how I was going to sell them and they weren't allowed to come until... They took like a hundred loads of random cum. I'm sorry. And, I, I, I yeah. thought you meant that jokingly, but you are definitely telling us this. this is this yeah. is very serious. This is IRL. Can you yeah. please walk me through this again? <laughs> okay, so I have the submissive and I am the meanest dominatrix ever. Okay. And I will not allow this person to ejaculate or enjoy anything penile related until they have accepted a hundred loads of cum mouth ass doesn't matter has to be inside has to be a hundred and then they're allowed to come again maybe if i feel like it they did a good enough job they did it quick enough wow yeah just wherever sell them you okay? I I, I kind of disassociated there for a second. <laughs> I is, know. I saw. Wow. wow, you got glossified. I did. I, I you, uh, you're a magic maker, is all I can say. Man. I I can tell a hell of a story. Apparently, yes, you can. <laughs> <sighs> I, I don't know what to do with this information now. Like that is. I don't. I don't know. All I can do is just be like, you do it for me, wouldn't you? Hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah. I I wouldn't, but okay. <laughs> Though if you keep sure. looking at me like that, I might. Sure, exactly. That's, that's how I get them. Damn get it! Him. So manipulative. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, where are we going next? We're going to New Hampshire for the top case search. Bear dildo. Yeah. <laughs> so is it? bear as in the person that identifies as a bear with a dildo or is it fantasy dildo 
bear dick. I've never seen a bear dick, so now I'm kind of curious. I can honestly say I've never seen a bear penis. Yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of animal penises in my time. But I've I can't seen a ever... bear behind. <laughs> oh, what a cute play on uh, words. I'm still disassociating. <laughs> and the last popular gay search from the wonderful state of Florida. Boy, do you not think it's wonderful? What? Why the sourpuss? Have you not heard about Florida? Wipe that puss off your face. Come on. Whoa, the puss off my face? <laughs> not the sour off the puss? I can leave the sour? Wipe the puss off your face. What? If anyone know where that where, knows where that comes from, I will love you for the rest of my life. But go ahead. Yes. Have you not heard about the leprosy cases on the rise down there? I'm sorry. No, I have not. <laughs> well, now you have. Exclusive yes. news from Madeline Ray. Wow. Do, 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 do. Holy Leprosy smokes. has hit Florida. At an alarming rate. More at 10. <laughs> <laughs> it's, up for you. it's up to you guys to Google. But yeah. Yeah, how's uh, leprosy? I was like, holy shit, that exists? Crazy. Yeah, well, so there you go. So what's Florida doing? The top gay search. This is extremely specific. So I would imagine this is a very pointed search. <laughs> Suck dick, save the world. I'm very surprised that's coming out of Florida, but maybe I'm not. <laughs> maybe they, they've got some underground thing going on there. They're like, all right, you know what's going to happen? We're going to do take one for the team, do some good in this world. Okay. Enjoy it, maybe. I would Hopefully. Hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good for, I, I like I like that. I like that. I, 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 I hope it's like some sort of little like anarchist group that's. Oh, Okay. Gonna right. throw the government one dick at a time. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in a perfect world. So, right. I'm rooting for you. <laughs> After all the bad talk, my... Florida, she's coming around. Yeah, I was, you know, get rid of the leprosy, save the world. If you would like to see your state, if I did not mention it. You can go to aebntrends.com and find the article, or you can go to danglinafterdark.com. Click the link to the show notes for episode 483, and you could find it there. So let me quickly talk about the beautiful Michelle Lynn. I had the opportunity to interview her at Rick's Cabaret in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, 9th and Liberty. Check them out. And I've known Michelle Lynn for a very long time. I've known her as a dancer in the Pittsburgh scene, and then she moved away, and I was sad. And when I heard she was coming back, I was absolutely thrilled to have her on the show. Crazy thing, I was doing some other projects with my recording equipment, so I didn't have the microphone set up and I couldn't figure out what was going on. So I actually just had to do a handheld recording where I asked a question and I pointed it at her face and then I pointed at my face and I pointed at her face. So if the audio sounds a little bit different than it normally does for interviews, that would be why, but the audio is good. Like it's fine, but I just, you know, people don't like change. So I thought I would, let you know. but we have just a wonderful conversation she is so much fun, an incredible personality, 
And we talk about, of course, her dancing and her athletic background because it leads to her show. And she is so physically gifted when it comes to what she can do athletically on the pole, on the hoop, with any apparatus that comes with performing. It's awesome because it's controlled, it's fluid, it's smooth. And it's absolutely entertaining. She is incredible. And the great thing is when you see somebody that is on top of their game put on a show and the crowd reacts with gasps and awes and oohs and sh- and screams. they just like, whoa! And it is amazing. And it's hard not to feel that energy radiating from her that the crowd is giving to her. So I cannot recommend highly enough finding her at a city near you and watching her stage show. It is beyond worth the price of admission. She is fabulous and just so sweet to meet afterwards. Just an absolute delight all around. She's going to continue to kill the tournament circuit wherever she goes. It is just, she's going to have a fantastic career. So, That is in the second half, and through this first half, dear listeners, you got to listen to Madeline Ray be everything that Madeline Ray is, and I hope you were able to handle it, because I barely could. She blew my mind a couple times. I would like to to thank you, Madeline Ray, for that. Uh, You know what? You're very welcome. Okay. You're just, you're very welcome. Thanks. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. For letting me talk. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you are quite welcome. I would have it no other way. If uh, if people other than myself and the dear listeners at this moment want to hear you talk, where can they find said talking and acting and fetish work and beauty and everything else? For the good stuff, I would highly recommend you hit up MadelineRay.com. And for everything else... You can check me out on Twitter, at Madeline Ray. If you don't know what Twitter is, you don't belong there. <laughs> I can't I'm not calling that. it X. Okay, yeah, I can't, I can't argue that. For <laughs> everything that I am at this moment, go to dickdangle.com. All my links are there. They may be changing, evolving, modifying Over the next few months, we will see how that goes. But all the main links are there. So, dear listeners, thank you so much for listening to the show. Please enjoy my interview with Michelle Lynn. And thank you very much for listening to this and every episode. Please take care of yourselves and each other. Pay for your porn and support amazing content creators like Madeline Ray. And please support feature dancers like Michelle Lynn and the entire group of feature dancers that tours this amazing country. Find something that features soul. Do it as often as you possibly can. Please be careful on your anal road trips. (laughs) (laughs) And of course... Dangle on. Yay! Free! We did it! Yay! Mm. Don't worry. Dick will be coming back.
This is Raya Sunshine, and you're listening to Danglin' After Dark with Dick Dangle. Mm, he's recovered and ready to go again. Welcome back to the pervert nation. Here he is, Dick Dangle. Welcome back to Danglin' After Dark with Dick Dangle. I am here at Rick's Cabaret in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, and I've been trying to interview my next guest for what seems like forever, and now my dream has come true. This incredible woman is an award-winning featured dancer who travels the country keeping doctors in business because of all the jaws that she makes hit the floor. She has taken home a number of awards for her feature shows with her latest being the 2023 EDI East Showgirl Champion. And with her drive, beauty, and tenacity, her trophy shelf and legacy will do nothing but grow. Please welcome the incredible Michelle Lynn. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) I am doing well. Thank you. Yeah, uh, a little bit of an audio issue here, so we are recording uh, without microphones. We'll get that fixed for next time but uh so how are are things going things are going well i so i used to live here as you know then i left two years ago i moved to west palm beach for a year and now i am currently in fort wayne indiana that seems like a weird landing spot yeah um (laughs) (laughs) but you know um as you know too i have a significant other in this industry and he's a gm he runs clubs and the industry just likes to move GMs around. Mm-hmm. That's why we're in Fort Wayne. Gotcha. You know, before we go any further, can you please tell the listeners where they could find you online and on social media? Absolutely. So I have my Facebook under Michelle Lynn. I have my Instagram, which is michelle.lynnx1031. <laughs> Because of Halloween. Ah, okay. <laughs> because I love Halloween. Um, I have Twitter. I think it's... I have to check. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll fix yeah, it in post. We'll it. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I feel like when you create a handle, too, because there's so many things that are, like, taken. You can't just be like, Michelle in or whatever, you know? Mm. So, but yeah, I have Twitter. I have TikTok and Clapper. You know, all the things. There's, <laughs> there's too many. <laughs> there is way yeah. too many. Now, we've known each other for quite a while as I watched you uh, as a featured house dancer in Pittsburgh. What led to your decision to move to a traveling and competitive featured dancer? So my story all pretty much started because of an injury. Um, We were living here in 2018 and I got injured, just something really unfortunate happened to me. Um, but I was always a performer. Like I was in the circus, I did shows and I've I've done pole competitions. I'm competitive. Um, and during my injury and during my recovery time, I wanted to get back on stage and I wanted to compete. That was like my motivation. I would even write about ideas or music or shows. And I'm like, I'm going to get back up there. So in 2018, I f- was searching like exotic dance pole competitions and a YouTube video of the EDIs came up and I was like, what is this? So I ended up contacting Dave Manick of ED and I kind of told him my background. I was like, I'm recovering right now. I should be good by June. Um, that was, was when the ED, EDI East was, I'd like to compete. 
and they put me in. I was good. And it's actually a funny story. I love telling the story. <laughs> I didn't know what featuring was. I really just had thought, because I didn't know anyone in the feature world, I thought it was just a pole competition, mm. just in strip clubs. So my act was four and a half minutes. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then when the showgirls went, and I think Natasha Nova won that year as um, a showgirl champion, and she had all the things, and aerial, and props, and costumes, and I was like, and I'm, I'm very theatrical, and I'm like that, and I was like, I want to do that. So that's what led me into this world, was I was like, I want to compete, and I want to be a showgirl. Mm-hmm. For those who have not seen your show, you are truly missing out, by the way, but how would you describe your feature style? Um, I would say my feature style is I, I'm very energetic. <laughs> like, I can have two hours of sleep or 20, which that's impossible for me, but um, <laughs> I will, I'm, I'm just, once I hear my music, because I'm very particular about my music, I have to feel it. I have to feel my theme. I just, I let loose on stage and I'm just very energetic. Um, and then with my circus background, I'm a huge pole person. My, my choice of aerial apparatus is uh, trapeze and I recently just got into aerial chains. Oh, we'll talk about yeah. that. <laughs> so, uh, you know, because I've always been attracted to just holding your body up, like strong women deadlifting that's that's what I like to do. That's me. When you competed in your first competition, how much did you learn about what it takes to truly walk with the elites in the industry? You, I mean, it takes, it does, it, it takes dedication, it takes ambition, and, and it takes time, you know, and learning and listening, you know, kind of taking that back seat and seeing what these girls do and of why like how and why they're successful um if you come into this you know you could be the best pole dancer in the world or whatever but featuring's different and if you come into this being like i'm the best then it's just not gonna go farther the community of us showgirls too it's like a family it really is and it's just really learning from others because being on the road it's exhausting and what we do and it you know whatever it, it can be hard and you don't know what audience you're walking into you know because everywhere is different so listening to others and their experience and then putting your own into it is really what what it is mm-hmm. yeah what was the most difficult thing for you to get a hold of when it came to becoming a feature and building a routine um i would probably say just I don't want to say recognition because it did come, but it came with time. It wasn't like I won everything right away. There was some, and then I did win, and then I lost, and then I lost, and then I reevaluated, and then I won, and then things just start changing. Yeah. And I think, too, being persistent, being present, you know, that's saying yes, if it feels right, you know, to events or whatever i think that's what can get you further in expo (laughs) so how that's actually a a, a good question how do you choose what is i don't want to say worth your time Mm -hmm. but worth your ability and worth the preparation yeah and that's something that 
you kind of just, well, as a feature, you kind of have to just figure out on your own. You know, I know there are some things out there that I've done um, that I probably wouldn't choose to do again, like certain shows or whatever. Not because they're bad. It's just it wasn't my fit mm-hmm. for what who I wanted to be in a feature. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, meeting the right people who do care. And I think in this industry, it's pretty transparent right away. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Some of the abilities that you have on the poll is crazy. And I love watching and hearing the reaction of the crowd when you do it. How pumped do you get when the crowd loses their mind? Can I cuss on this? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I'm like, I get fucking stoked. (laughs) Like, like, for me, because I feed off so much of other people's energy, you know, because I'm very energetic. And when I hear them... And when I can hear the audience, like, I'm so focused. I talk to myself throughout my whole show. I'll just be like, oh, my God, fuck, you better fucking hold that. You better, I was like, oh, that was good. It's like, okay, and hold it and hold it and now move. And I do that. <laughs> and no one knows that I'm doing it, but I'm in, also in my head, I'm like, and we're smiling and we're smiling <laughs> and everything is fine and your body doesn't hurt because it, <laughs> because it is those reactions that just makes me like, for those 12 or 15 minutes that I'm on stage that I was like, this is worth it. I've always said, even when I was in theater, even when I was a house dancer, when a little baby stripper when I was 19, there could be 200 people in the room or two people, but if someone feels what I feel, then I did my job. Mm-hmm. Being a house dancer means you are comfortable with your femininity and your sexuality. Has this always been true? Um, I just think I was born different from like how I grew up. I've always known I was different. I went. I was raised Catholic. I went to a Catholic school my whole life. And when everybody, when Abercrombie was still a thing, um, when everybody was wearing like meow, like little cute things, <laughs> like I wanted to be like, no, let's be like scary and weird, and mm. I want to be weird. So I think I just was always. I mean, as a kid, you know, whatever. You're like, why am I this way? But at, when I became a woman, and like, you know knowing who I am, it was just like, it really was always there. Mm -hmm. And I think the stage, whether it was theater or circus or in this industry, it's always just been my safe place. Mm -hmm. So I, I become alive. So, you know, I, I'm comfortable with my body. I mean, yeah, when you're first starting to dance, it it is scary, you know, because you're like, okay, I'm taking my clothes off. But for me, Personally, that was so much easier just to be like boobs on stage than sitting on someone and doing a lap dance. Oh, okay. I I felt more comfortable on stage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You were also very much into fitness and have done some competitive bodybuilding competitions. And you made a post about it uh, about a year ago. How did that competition go? It was awesome. So, yes, I, um, I competed last year in so there's there's different levels of bodybuilding for men and women for women I did bikini and I started prep January 10th of last year and my show was June 25th so for what is that six months ish I dieted you know and there are days where you just like fuck this I want a cookie (laughs) (laughs) but then when you are on stage and you see your body change. And I think that what really draws me into bodybuilding is the science behind it all. 
you know, um, of what, how your body reacts to different foods and all that stuff. Um, and you know, I, it went really well. I ended up, so there's different classes too. I'm class A because I'm short. It's literally people under 5'4". Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's how bikini is for women. And so for my division, Class A, I ended up getting second place in open, and then I think it was third place in novice. Congratulations. Yeah, so placing in bodybuilding is hard enough, but there's first callouts and there's second callouts for bodybuilding. And getting first callouts for me, like, I didn't go in being like, I have to win. I was like... I just want to get first call out. So that was a huge success for me because I'd done bodybuilding shows before where I did get second call outs. So it, it was, it's a progression. Mm-hmm. Every time you do a show, it's, you just want to beat the last figure that you had on stage. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to ask this delicately. So I, I will do my best. Certain industries when it comes to appearance, frown on tattoos and you have a large number of tattoos and I know that the feature dancing circuit has really embraced tattoos because everybody has their different styles. How does that work when it comes to competitive bodybuilding? So, um, no, that's actually a really good question because from my first bodybuilding show I ever did was in 2015 and then last year being 2022, right? What is that? Seven years in the seven years time, it changed immensely because it was a thing. Um, and it's subjective, just like any beauty pageant, whatever, right? And I'm sure there's a judge that thinks, well, that's not what they did in the 1980s or whatever. I'm sure there's someone out there like right. that. But in this day and age, most judges know, like, most people have tattoos, you know? Um, and you're so, so tan on stage. Right. Yeah, that you can still see them, but it's not like regular skin body you know it's you're so tan <laughs> yeah. what was your first post competition meal oh my gosh okay yeah <laughs> this is actually really funny the whole time so i stopped drinking too for like six months because i, I can literally turn it off because i'm just so focused when i have a date you know i was like i had june 25th in my mind i was like nope because if i did cheat then i'm cheating on myself and you know what i mean but the whole time, and I didn't, I didn't miss the alcohol, like whatever, because I do like to have wine or some tequila here and there. What I wanted so bad was cake. <laughs> and I don't even eat cake normally. Like, yeah. I just, for some reason, the whole like six months that I was in prep, I was like, I just want a cake. And um, I like to cook and I like to bake. Mm. Um, so I made myself a three-layered <laughs> chocolate cake with cook, all homemade, all from scratch, because that's how I am. Um, cookies and cream filling with chocolate buttercream frosting. And um, I was living in West Palm at the time, and the show was in Orlando. And I brought that cake in my car and I drove <laughs> to Orlando, but I waited. I waited. So it was that and cheese enchiladas with queso and all the things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what got you into baking and, and cooking? I actually wanted to ask this later in the interview, but this is a perfect spot for it. Sure. So... I'm Italian, <laughs> you know, so I was born this way, you know, but like, I remember too, being a kid, um, my grandparents, you know, like everything was homemade. We would go pick tomato. I'm, I'm originally from Washington state. Um, Yakima, there's a lot of farms and stuff. That's whatever. We would go to Yakima all the time. We would pick tomatoes. Sauce was homemade. I was in the kitchen, you know, I'd make cookies with my mom and my grandma, whatever. As I got older and I left the house, 
I, I just started, you know, doing it because I, it's fun. Like, I enjoy it. I even enjoy, there's something in culinary called mise en place. That means everything in place. Mm. I enjoy doing that. I enjoy setting up all my ingredients before I cook the whole thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then, when, so I moved to L.A. when I was 19. And I, you know, worked in the clubs and stuff. And I would just... I just liked, I like bringing cookies. I even brought cookies here tonight. <laughs> I thought I, I heard you say I that. Yeah. I really did. They're not homemade because obviously I'm in a hotel right now, but I bring cookies to the girls. I bring cupcakes to the girls. My mom, I remember, I think I was 20. Um, she came to visit me for Thanksgiving one time in my studio apartment in Hollywood. And my oven was like so small. <laughs> And we got this little turkey, though, and we brought it to all the strippers for Thanksgiving dinner Aww. at the club. So I, I think it's just always been in me, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Wow. That's, sweet. That's sweet. Being a fitness guru comes with injuries. Being a competitive feature dancer comes with injuries. How do you manage the physicality between the two, and how do you keep from overtraining? So that's actually a really good question because I'm, I'm in my early 30s now. Mid thirties, maybe I don't know. I'm in mid thirties now. Where am I? No, and I have gotten so much better about just stop. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was like 22, I'm like, I'm fine. I'll be all right. I'll be all right. Like I actually even when I was in the circus, this is funny what I'm about to say. I was hoop diving. Okay, <laughs> we were diving through hoops, and how I figured out I had lower doses, which is an extra curve in your lumbar. Right. Yeah was through hoop diving and then I couldn't get up off the floor because the way my back is or whatever and it's like okay I guess my hoop diving career is over <laughs> <laughs> but things like that and you know I I routinely now like sore is one thing it's okay to be sore you can deal with being sore like you're fine but if I tweak something I'm, it's okay to like not go to the gym for the day I, I'm better about that now at 33 years old than I was at 23 until like, I was like, I'm fine. I have to train. I have to train. I have to train. And then I'm like, okay, cool. Now I'm out for three weeks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still learning that. (laughs) One of the pieces of advice that a healthy lifestyle has is consistency of schedule and touring and dancing is not that at all. How do you manage to keep on a routine and kind of keep on the fitness bandwagon as you come to a city in a different time zone and you don't get to bed till four o'clock. So I'm kind of a crazy person. I don't sleep a lot. No, (laughs) it's just the way my body, it's hard for me to sleep on these things. I went to the gym today. Wow. Yeah. So I probably didn't fall asleep till about six. My body woke up at nine. I know my body can't go back to sleep once I'm up. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go work out. I think for me, too, like, I mean, are there days where I'm like, oh, I don't want to go to the gym? Of course there are. That's normal. But it's fun for me to train. Um, but, you know, I think it's also listening to your body. There are some days, especially during competition, because that's a whole other sort of being tired because it's mentally exhausting, that it's just like, okay, I'll just stay in the room and stretch, you mm. know? Yeah. But I do find time, usually to, like, if I can't get to an actual gym, you know, I have accepted the little, you know, gym they have in the hotel, like, cardio is going to be fine, you know, as long as you get your body moving. Mm-hmm. And even though on my tired days, like, I don't feel like doing anything, 
once I do even like a 20 minute cardio, then I feel better. Yeah. Yeah. When someone comes to the club to see you feature dance, do you have a lot of merch that they can purchase? So this was always like a weird thing for me because, you know, I don't do porn, right? So I don't have all like the videos and the things that the porn girls do. And I, I'm very like, I don't know. For me, it's like, cause I'm like, Oh, you want to buy my photo? Okay. Like that feels weird because I just view myself. I'm like, I'm just like a normal person, but yeah, no, I mean, I've gotten better about it too. I'm just like, whatever, because there are people that want it. And so like, I have my photos of course, and I have stickers. I'm actually in the process now of making shirts because expo is coming up or whatever. Um, again though, like I try to be different with it you know, and creative without it. So like, cause you know, you want to, if, if someone's going to buy your thing, I mean, a photo's a photo, but let's say if it's like a coffee mug or a shirt, like you want them to like wear it. You know, I, um, you don't want to put like titties on a t-shirt, right. you know what I mean? Cause it's like, what am I going to do with that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, well, I'm definitely going to buy a picture just so For you know. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do. I have my phone and I have stickers. Right. Um, yeah. And I'm getting lighters made. Mm. Um, it just, I wanted them to be in the mail by the time I came to this booking, but it's its for Expo too, because now I started doing fire. So I thought, okay, if I have a photo of me eating fire on a lighter, that makes sense. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I, like <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you've had the opportunity to see them, but you are on the Peeled, the documentary, Trading Cards. Yes. Uh, have you had a chance to see them? Um, I've seen, I've seen nine. Mm. Yeah. I haven't seen all of them, but, uh, Freddie, who does the peel thing, he did show me kind of like what mine would look like. Oh, so you haven't physically seen them. Right. Well, I actually bought the set and I brought, so yeah, go, go ahead and pop that open. Those are the two cards you are in series one and it's more of an art card. And the the top one is from, I believe, Series 2, and that is your actual photograph. Okay, yeah, I've seen pictures. I just haven't physically held them in my hand. This is cool. Yes. (laughs) So I'm going to have you sign those as well. (laughs) For sure. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. that's cool. What do you think when you see something like that? Because it's so, that is truly, I love that kind of stuff, and it is so unique. Yeah, I, I think so too. And, you know, I think it's cool. I think for this industry, you know, it, it's something different, you know? Um, yeah, I, I just, they're like Pokemon cards, but sexier and showgirls. And right. Like yeah. <laughs> I think it's awesome. Uh, as I mentioned in the opening, you won the 2023 EDI East Showgirl Division. Congratulations on all of your success. But it seemed like this win was on your want-to-win list. What made it an award that was so important to you? You're absolutely right, because when 2023 happened, January, I made a list of goals, and because this is now, okay, because 18, 19, it didn't happen in 20 or 21, and then there's 22. Okay, so this was my fourth EDI. I wanted this one. I just wanted this one. And I, I think, I don't know, I, I really, I took risks in this show that I haven't done before. I... The music, everything, I, I slowed down. I, I have a certain style, but I've, like, if I could throw, like, fake blood on myself in every show, I would, right? That's what I, that's what I want to do, because I okay. like to be scary in Halloween. However, we're still in a strip club, right? And so I have taken that 
horror side of me to horror, not horror, sorry, (laughs) (laughs) horror side of me, no, and I've, I, you know, because this is a fantasy and it's, you know, because the, the concept for my EDIE show was I, I was a psycho prisoner, right? That could go both ways. Right. Right. But it's like, okay, we're still in a strip club. I want to win. And so how do I make it more feminine? And I just, I had this vision and I talked to myself even before I went on stage. I remember looking at myself in the mirror and I was like, it's your time. And, oh, you know what's actually funny is there's a picture in the Pittsburgh airport. I saw this a couple years ago when I lived here. And it's a ballerina. And it says, picture yourself winning. And I took a photo of it. And that's, I, I, I was like, picture yourself winning. You know? Mm-hmm. And that, that's what I had to do. Mm-hmm. You know? I think, I mean, yeah, you, you never really know. But I really think if you believe you can, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that a lot. Good advice. One thing that I like to do with my interview guests is comb through their social media and ask them questions about some of the posts that they have made. Are you willing to answer a couple of questions? totally fine. (laughs) Well, we'll see, because here's the first one. You wrote, Frontier Airlines can suck it. (laughs) So I'm going to allow you to vent what happened. Yeah, no, okay, listen, like... (laughs) We're in a post-COVID world. We get it. I understand, like, there's a shortage. You know, they don't want to fucking be there. You know, everyone's pissed off at the airport. That's the thing is, I love going places, but I hate airports. Even bookings. Yeah. If a booking is 12 hours away, that's kind of my max. I'll drive. I will drive. You know, like, I I, I try to just avoid... And I don't mind being on the road anyway. I I do. I I like being on the road. But what happened was... It was the recent, uh, it was a showgirl experience that I did with Lexi Lamore. Mm. Um, it's like a feature thing for newcomers, whatever. Anyway, so, you know, it was exhausting. I was tired. And we had stuff and seminars during the day, and then we did shows at night. And it was like for four days, whatever. I was ready to leave. So I get to the airport at five in the morning after performing all night and for three days in a row and pretty much having an hour of sleep, right? Yeah. I did what I was supposed to do. <laughs> the flight was at 6.25. There's a line of people that go, you know, when you check in your bags. No one ever showed up. No one ever showed up. Wow. Yeah, that's what it was. And again, like, delays, mechanical, whatever they want to say what the problem is. But I've never seen this. It's like, well, we didn't just didn't schedule anyone to work today. You know? And then they were like, oh, well... You can take a flight 12 hours later. <laughs> so then I would have been stuck in San Diego. You can, and I'm, I live in Fort Wayne, right? You can go to Orlando and have a nine-hour layover in Orlando and then not get home to Fort Wayne till tomorrow. Late. I'm like, it shouldn't take me three days to get home. Right. You could drive that. Exactly. <laughs> and, and they didn't do anything to help. They're just like, oh, well. And then I'm like, well, what about other airlines? And they're like, well, then, then that's on you. Like, yeah, and so I was just like, never again, and I feel that way about Spirit Airlines, too. Oh, yeah, (laughs) yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Definitely a learning experience. Yeah, yeah. The next tweet. Sure. I would like to ask you about, you wrote, I need to be better about my tweeter. (laughs) Now... First off, yes, you do. Yeah. But uh, how do you get better? Because social media is 
the ultimate advertising machine, but sometimes just like, I don't know what to post. Yeah. So because, you know, there's just so many different platforms, right? And for me, I do more Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. You know, I really, really do. And then I'm just like, oh yeah, I do have a Twitter because <laughs> um, I mean, I have more followers on Instagram. Right. I have more followers on Facebook. So I just sometimes I literally just forget, and I I'm not one of those people. I I'm not on my phone a lot, you know, and like that's fine, you know. Like I don't even have an OnlyFans; it's just not for me, and that's fine. But there are some like that's a job, and you're on your phone, right? Like all day. I, I just can't do that because it drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. But as far as like a post, like when I'm posting on my Instagram, it's just like, all right, just like go through, go down the line, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, boom, boom, boom. You know what I mean? I don't have to like sit there and, you know, and talk to people because I don't like doing that. Like, you know, come see my show. I'll talk to you at the club. Right. right. (laughs) I think if you said more things like uh, certain airlines can suck it, I think you would end up getting a lot more followers and a lot more interactions. Do you think that showing that part of your personality would behoove you when it comes to social media? Or do you not like doing that because you don't want to put that kind of energy out into your your social media? Both, yeah. I mean, honestly, too, like I really don't even understand how Twitter works. Like, fully, right? I feel like you can make a post and like in one post you go viral. I don't understand the hashtags in Twitter sometimes. I really don't. Yeah. But... You are right. Um, I, there is a part of me where I'm just like, I don't want to be too much like that. Because my social media is I'm a character, right? I'm a Shaolin. Mm. I'm not there to bash or talk shit. But, you know, like I said, Frontier Airlines can literally suck. <laughs> <laughs> but then it's just like, well, I, I don't think, you know, a little of that is bad. Right. You know what I mean? I really don't. Because I think there's thousands and thousands of people that probably feel the same way I do. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Now, the last post I would like to ask you about. You wrote, sometimes I ask myself, why do I have so many bruises? Hashtag aerial chains. Hashtag something new. So, as I said, we would get to this. What made you decide to use aerial chains? And let me tell the listeners, these are real chains. Where do you go from here? Like barbed wire? You are psychotic. <laughs> You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Um, so, no, you should have seen my legs even a week ago. It literally, it was like my whole thigh. And it was it, it was as if someone took a stick and beat me with it. I am not a masochist. <laughs> I might want to argue that point. <laughs> but there is something about the result of what you do, like the physical and you can see it and you're like, ah, fuck yeah. (laughs) I don't know why I'm like that. It's kind of like even getting tattooed. Like that pain sucks, but then I also fiend for it after a while. Um, but what got me into aerial chains. So when I was in the circus, I, I was so in love with the trapeze when I started featuring because most girls who do aerial, in this feature world, they either do the lira, the hoop, right, or silks. Well, again, here's me. I'm like, mm, I'm not gonna. I don't want to be. I want to be different. Right? <laughs> so I'm gonna take my trapeze and I'm gonna put it in the strip club. With the chains, same thing. No one does it. I haven't seen it done. I 
for the EDI, and then the show that I won, the prison show, I was like, well, that makes sense. Right. Prisoner and chains and whatever, blah, blah, blah. So the aerial studio that I train at in Fort Wayne, it's amazing, by the way. I went to the studio owner, and I was like, do you think I could do this? And she was like, I was like, let's do a private on the loops first. I go, let's see how that is. That session went well. The next day I went and bought chains. I was like, I can do this. And that's just how it happened because, again, when I'm, like, creating a show, it's very, like, everything makes sense. Everything is connected. And, like I said, prisoner, chains, that made sense to me. Mm-hmm. It's phenomenal. I can't wait to see what it turns into when it comes to your feature show. So, my last question for you is what does the future hold for you? Do you have any upcoming competitions? I know you're touring like crazy, but what do you have any vacations coming up? Like what do you have going on for the rest of this year? Um, no vacations right now. Um, it's showtime. So because as you know, Expo's coming up. Right. It's in what, like three weeks? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's August 20th through the 23rd. Um, because I won the EDI East that qualified me to the final four, um, the EDI finals in Vegas. So our show, and it's the top two showgirls from the West and the East division. So that show then um, is what, that's just what's on my mind right now. Um, And it's the, because now it changed a couple years ago at Expo because then at the award show, it's the overall, kind of like sports, you know, like I won the East division the other girl won the West Division. Now there's like the Super Bowl, right? right? Yeah. So um, there's the final. F- I, I always equate it to sports. So there's, a, <laughs> I really do. There's the final four in Vegas on August 20th. And then those top two performers then perform at the awards show in front of the whole industry in the theater. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that is what I'm, I'm, I literally, even when I go to the gym, I listen to my show music on repeat all over and over and over again. And then I'm practicing and everything. So when I say it's show season right now, it's just train. It's I have to stay focused because that is what I have coming up. Um, as far as after Expo, I mean, I'm pretty booked up right now. I have bookings. Looking into the future, as in next year, um, I know I mentioned the Showgirl Experience. It's um, a feature school that Lexi Lamora has started, who is a producer of ED, and she produces like a lot of the shows and stuff and you know Expo and all that. And it... You know, I did the first one with her, and, you know, I think I would like to do another one next year, and I think it's going that way. And it's a really, really good opportunity for young women in this industry that want to get into this. I wish I had that starting out. Yeah. You know, like, guidance. Um, And it's awesome. It's like, not only does it teach you, you know, how to create a show and musicality and costumes, but the whole other business side of it. So that's kind of, I'm, and you know, I never really viewed myself as a teacher, but when we did do the first one back in July at Expose in San Diego, I had a lot of fun and seeing these women and what they gained from it and how excited they are to start featuring, like, I'm like, huh, it kind of taught me too of like, oh, okay, I kind of like this, like passing off my knowledge and whatever that means for me when I and done touring I don't know but it is nice to be a part of that side of it too yeah yeah I do have one more question now that you brought it up being a sports fan (laughs) and being someone that has lived a lot of places moved to a lot of places do you have 
teams that you follow or do you have sports that you follow? That's okay. So here we go. (laughs) (laughs) I'm originally from Seattle, so I'll root for the Seahawks. Like whatever. I don't care, but I don't really care if they win or they lose. I will root for the Steelers because I lived here. Okay. Because the Pittsburgh, the, and um, I like baseball too, um, and basketball. But I only really like basketball if it's college, unless it's the finals or the playoffs in the NBA. Because regular season is just yeah. But yeah, it's just like whatever. <laughs> um, but you know the camaraderie of Pittsburgh sports is so exciting. However, I don't really care if they win or lose because I do fantasy. Oh, okay. Football. Yeah, so I'm more about my own team mm-hmm. um, when it is. And I'm, I mean, football for me is number one. And when it is football season, it's literally Red Zone Channel where they, you can see all the games on Sunday because, I, I mean, I got players here and I got players there. I got players there and, like, that's, <laughs> that's what I do on Sundays. <laughs> yeah. Not too bad. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for your time. I wish you the best of luck at all of your competitions and everything. I am so glad that you are just absolutely killing it. And I know that uh, you're going to continue to do so. And I'm sure I will see you again down the road. Thank you, too, so much. And thank you for having me. (laughs) 